Hey and welcome. Please enjoy the following interview and you can also find additional content and articles at medium.com slash film critique. Thanks again and enjoy. Thank you. How are you? Oh, good. good, good, good. Um, so I really like this movie. Um, I I love horror movies, and this was like really creepy. And um, you know, it was a short, but it was. I mean, I was like, what? What is going on? <laughs> so, um, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about the movie? Go for it. Okay. Um... So I suppose the inspiration. Yeah, the inspiration. Um, so the inspiration, um, when we were writing uh, The Thing That Ate The Birds, um, the, I suppose that just the whole atmosphere in the UK was a boiling point. We were going through Brexit. Um, mm -hmm. And as parents to two young children, um, we were just really, it, we were quite fearful for the you know the society in which they're going to be kind of growing up into um and we just felt as though everybody was losing their heads blame blame was going left right and center to, and it 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 just it, it just felt so negative and meanwhile um so where i'm from um in the north yorkshire dales in the uk um, it's a place called Swaledale, and historically, um, Swaledale used to be um, part of the mining community. Um, and so, basically, below these beautiful atmospheric moors are a rabbit warren of tunnels that bellow down into the depths of the earth um, and that had been closed off. For, for you know forever for yeah. a long 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 time because it hasn't been going on for a long long time and we just began to think about communities living and we just loved the idea that because and also folklore kind of comes into it you know you, you hear mining tales and things from you know years gone by about creatures down there and miners being scared <laughs> and things like that and we just loved the idea that basically when they locked these mines up when the industry stopped the creatures remained and the community of creatures remained down there and it's a kind of peaceful existence between humans and these creatures and you know everybody can live in harmony nobody wants to hurt one another at the end of the day because we all have our families we all have our communities and it just so happens that yeah. yeah i think it was when so we we've been writing a lot in that in that vicinity in in the gamekeeper world in yorkshire um a lot of stories um and we just really liked that set up for an isolated horror a character and a family who are kind of going for a really a load of trouble and then obviously works happening at the same time so we were just trying to kind of pile things on top of each other i suppose weren't we yeah yeah um, we were we're kind of i suppose we're in a position right now where we're just trying to hunker down and you know get on with our writing um you know be the horror filmmakers that we hope to be <laughs> um and so basically the way that we kind of channel our fears about society our fears about 
you know, what we our children are going to grow up into. Um, we kind, it's of just, kind of channeling it through our films, I suppose. Yeah, we just channel yeah. the emotions. I think for us, it was the the idea that they come across a creature. It's obviously quite a strange creature, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not threatening them. So the for us, creature. that was kind of a good turning point for a film. What if the main character just shoots it instead of investigating it? And then what happens after that? Um, so that's right. kind of genesis. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, um, one of the things that, I, and, and I think I, that kind of came across, especially um, in the beginning, his, his son was telling him, you know, to just leave it, to not shoot it, correct? And so, um, you know, with, with stuff like that, how does that like reflect on everything that you were talking about with people losing their heads? Because a lot of times when things get very heated politically or emotionally, people just they're not going to listen, you know. Um, so how do you feel that that reflects, like, um, he's not even able to communicate with this creature? Well, he can't communicate with his wife either. That's the thing. We're trying to, when we first came up with this character, mm. Sophie talks about this quite a lot, but the idea that he's a bit of a dinosaur, he's old school. He doesn't like change or anything that's different to him. He feels like a good kind of archetype for that. And that was something we were seeing, particularly when Brexit was going on you were either one or the other there was no in between and it's and you know there was a bit of violence spilled over at that time and obviously there's been a lot of stuff happening in the and yeah recently and that's the thing is you know within the realms of our lead character Abel and you picked up on the not listening thing and I think it's this this thing of like you say when you have an inability to communicate or you're just really hot-headed or you're you know you 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 don't listen to others you just kind of go off instincts. Um, and I think kind of the thing is the the danger from going off it on an instinct is what mood you're in that day. <laughs> so uh, so for so for example, for Abel, he is like like Dan said, he is this kind of Neolithic kind of character. He's 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 a stagnant man, he's a dinosaur. Um, and this, the world is moving on around him, yet, and he doesn't, he doesn't quite want know how to compute it. So he's mm -hmm. been drinking, um, he's stopped communicating with his wife um, at this point. Um, and he's a character that needs someone to force him to talk. And, you know, so he's not a complete villain. There's a lot of, uh, you know, particularly men, I would assume, out there. I may have been included in that in terms of not communicating my emotions sometimes. Um, <laughs> that you know that's quite prominent now in the news and it feels yeah he feels like a real person to us and that's what we were trying yeah. to get across yeah. um you know okay now the i mean i don't want to give away the ending but the ending was was really scary and it reminded me of of something and i wanted to i i can't quite remember what it was and put my finger on it but there was there was something very similar with um with a monster doing something like that. And I wondered, um, where did you get the inspiration for the monster um, aside from the mines? Was it anything sort of like um, an old, uh, maybe mythology or creature that, you know, had it's inspiration? Quite, it's yeah, it's interesting. We actually, on our script, we had a drawing of the creature, just something yeah, we came up yeah. with. <laughs> um, but it was also the idea, okay, we have a, a limited budget, 
what can we do? We can't build a puppet or do a CGI monster or any of that kind of stuff, but we could get an actor who's good at acting um, and potentially some talented effects people. Yeah. So, you know, that does come into it in terms of the decisions you're trying to make. Um, it was also important to keep the creature humanoid. It kind of, I think it kind of works that a human kills a humanoid. It's kind of yeah. quite interesting. There's similarities there. Um, and also, so with the, so I don't know whether this translates to everybody, um, but there, there's two, there's two creatures. There's the, one that um, gets killed. the one that gets killed and the one at the end. Um, and the one at the beginning, like we were just talking about, it's that concept of if Abel had only just thought the, the creature was hiding behind reeds, that it, it wasn't attacking them. Yes, it was eating birds, but it, you know, there's foxes and stoats. He knows that on those moors that, you know, play. When they've had enough to feed, they go off and they can kind of, you know, take the heads off their chickens and, and grouse and things like that. Um, and so basically there was nothing telling him at that point that that creature was going to attack him. Um, and it was just, you know, <coughs> and so therefore, basically, the, the creature that comes at the end yeah, is in vengeance um, yeah. to, yeah. Because, yeah. And, you know, in our first drafts, there was about six creatures turn up and attack the house, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <But> we soon <laughs> found out we couldn't afford to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, and also, so the... Um, the, with the look of the creatures, with the context of the mines, um, it's been down at the bellows of the earth, um, and so it's, the skin was very translucent, especially in the, the daylight and, and things like that. So it's all kind of this thing of these were very much earth-dwelling creatures. They were from the depths of the, the earth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and um, I wanted to know: Do you guys ha have the sequel or feature length in plan? I I really love to see the the larger amount of monsters attacking a house. That's always like good for a monster so movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, We've got a rough idea. We haven't got anything concrete. We're trying to figure it out. It's difficult because we spent so long on it. You kind of need a bit of breathing room after it. So now it's been really nice hearing people's responses and getting it in front of eyes. That's been really good. But we do have a feature. So um, we have a feature in development with the BFI in the UK. Um, that is, I suppose, the thing like the birds was a kind of not necessarily a proof of, of concept, but it's kind of intrinsically in connected world. in the world of the gamekeeper, etc. It's called Ginger, um, and it's a sexy, yeah, sexy a, horror set on the moors, um, and also disgusting, and also really emotional and heart wrenching. Um, but we're knee deep in kind of developing that idea at the moment. Yeah, it's about it's um, about a couple who um have gone through the process of trying to conceive um and they're not and it's heartbreaking um and they've had um you know a miscarriage um and they're you know they're deeply in love um and basically the horror comes in when they find a creature on the moors to nurture and to love um and so it's almost the reverse, really. They find a creature and treat it well, but then it comes between them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and 
they all intertwine. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Um, okay, well, um, last question I wanted to know, what, uh, is there anything that you want uh, to add, anything that you want audiences to know, how they can find you, all of that good stuff? Um, We've got a website. Sketch. Yeah, our website, which is www.sketchbookpictures.co.uk. Um, our Instagram and Twitter handles are sketch B pictures, um, just sketch B pictures, both of them. Um, and yeah, yeah. We're, we're kind of, we've, we've had an amazing ride with Alter and the BFI. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, yeah we're really excited. We, we, we are bowled over to be part of South by Southwest. Um, just yeah. gutted, we can't be with you guys I in know. person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know, but this, it was it was lovely talking to you guys. This was a lot of fun, and I, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Thank you guys so much. Oh, thank, thank you, so you Nancy. Much. Take, Take care. care. And I'm Nancy. so sorry. I've just got out of the shower. I don't normally look like this. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking I really like your towel. I need to get a towel like that because I don't have oh, you're kind too of big towels. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, take care. Thank you so jacket. much. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. You Take later. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.